What's up, ladies? Welcome to the Urban Christian Woman podcast, where we seek to restore women with God's truth for their everyday lives. I'm Tashiba Oliver. And I'm Leah Ross, and we're your hosts. This season, we've got some exciting things in store. So join us as we study God's word, celebrate women living faithfully on mission, and dive into cultural issues through a biblical lens. You ready, Tashiba? Girl, yeah, I'm ready. All right, let's Let's go. go. Hello, ladies. Welcome back to the Urban Christian Woman podcast. We are rocking in Shiro's of the faith. And um, so far, have you been blessed by the series, Toshiba? I have totally been blessed by the series. And I really um, have fallen in love and had a greater appreciation for the Old Testament women. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, um, I've been going through some chronological reading, Leah, you know this, and I'm still in the Old Testament. And I've just found my heart growing fonder of the Old Testament mm-hmm. scriptures, yeah. um, looking for Jesus, um, seeing God's glory, like reading the narrative. And so being able to do these Old Testament women yeah. and bring their lives to the light mm-hmm. is just absolutely beautiful. And I'm really excited about today's yes. because we are getting to cover a woman who is on the margins mm-hmm. who God uses mightily and we are able to trace his hand all through her story. Yeah. And so today we are going to be looking at the Shiro, the widow of Zarephath in 1 Kings 17. And you'll find the narrative starting in verse 7 of 1 Kings 17. So I'm going to read it. Is yeah. that cool? Go for it. First Kings 17, verse 7. After a while, the wadi dried up because there had been no rain in the land. Then the word of the Lord came to him. Get up, go to Zarephath that belongs to Sidon and stay there. Look, I have commanded a woman who is a widow to provide for you there. So Elijah got up and went to Zarephath. When he arrived at the city gate, there was a widow gathering wood. Elijah called to her and said, please bring me a little water in a cup and let me drink. And she went to get it. He called to her and said, please bring me a piece of bread in your hand. But she said, as the Lord your God lives, I don't have anything baked, only a handful of flour in the jar and a bit of oil in the jug. Just now, I am gathering a couple of sticks in order to go prepare it for myself and my son so we can eat it and die. Then Elijah said to her, don't be afraid. Go and do as you have said. But first, make me a small loaf from it and bring it out to me. Afterward, you may make some for yourself and your son. For this is what the Lord God of Israel says. The flour jar will not become empty and the oil jug will not run dry until the day the Lord sends rain on the surface of the land. So she proceeded to do according to the word of Elijah. Then the woman, Elijah, and her household ate for many days. The flour jar did not become empty and the oil jug did not run dry according to the word of the Lord he has spoken through Elijah. After this, The son of the woman who owned the house became ill. His illness got worse until he stopped breathing. She said to Elijah, man of God, 
Why are you here? Have you come to call attention to my iniquity so that my son is put to death? But Elijah said to her, give me your son. So he took him from her arms, brought him up to the the upstairs room where he was staying and laid him on his own bed. Then he cried out to the Lord and said, Lord, my God, have you also brought tragedy on the widow I am staying with by killing her son? Then he stretched himself out over the boy three times. He cried out to the Lord and said, Lord, my God, please let this boy's life come into him again. So the Lord listened to Elijah and the boy's life came into him again and he lived. Then Elijah took the boy, brought him down from the upstairs room into the house and gave him to his mother. Elijah said, look, your son is alive. Then the woman said to Elijah, now I know you are a man of God and the Lord's word from your mouth is true. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Amen, amen, amen. Always good. So Leah, even though we read the text, give us a summary of this narrative. Right, so we're jumping into the story of Elijah's journey as a prophet. Mm -hmm. We're jumping into some circumstances where there's a famine Mm -hmm. and the Lord is preserving Elijah in the midst of this famine. Mm -hmm. So in that, like we're, we're smack dab in the middle of a context where in a greater context in Israel where they're in a season of idolatry, right? Mm-hmm. They're under kings who are not honoring God. Mm-hmm. They, um, The nation is divided. Um, and yet the word of the Lord comes to Elijah in the midst of this. Mm-hmm. And uh, he brings him to this woman to uh, be provision for him, right? And so he is sent to this widow. Um, her, she and her son receive this provision that is promised from the Lord. Mm-hmm. Um, and then as we see the narrative unfold, we see like hardships come to her mm-hmm. right in the midst of that. And yes. then God providing and meeting what, yes. Um, yes. what the, the desire of her heart is, is yes. that her son would not perish. Right? Yes. Yes. So, yes. Yeah. so, so this is, so this is where we're at as far as like the context, right? It is, is straight hardship everywhere. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And hardship because of a king mm-hmm. and a political structure leaders, that yeah. are unrighteous and disobeying right. the voice of the Lord. Yeah. And so even Elijah has just sent judgment upon mm-hmm. um, uh, Israel and enacted famine. Mm-hmm. And so they are actually going to be looking for Elijah. That's right. That's right. You know, yeah. they are, Elijah has. Uh, called them out for their sin as mm-hmm. this righteous prophet, which is going to usher us in mm-hmm. to the time of prophets mm-hmm. as well. Elijah is the first one, but he is now on the on on the loose, and he is almost like a bandit. Yeah, because yeah, he's he, a bandit. He's the cause of the famine of this famine. Yes, right. exactly by pronouncing judgment. Yeah, and so. We see in this narrative, I think, Leah, that really what stands out is that this woman is unnamed. That um, the, Yeah, we don't know her name. She's just don't. always referred to as the widow. Yes, yes, yes. We see that she's unnamed. We see that um, also that um, she is appointed by God beforehand um, mm-hmm. for Elijah for provision. And so the word of the Lord has already come to her. Right. 
and um, the 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 circumstances mm-hmm. are just unfolding. Yeah, in verse nine, he said, the Lord says, look, I have commanded a woman who is a widow to provide for you there. So mm-hmm. the Lord has already, you know, brought this word to her and mm-hmm. Elijah is coming to meet her after the Lord has already spoken to her about how she's going to provide for him. Yeah, and then on top of that, she is very much so in desperate circumstances. Mm-hmm. She's marginalized. She's hopeless. She's mm-hmm. discouraged. You can hear the questioning, mm-hmm. you know, even to the point of um, verse, um, oh man, where is it in the text? Oh, verse 12, where she yeah. says, but she said, as the Lord your God lives. So it, it is not, I, I don't believe that she is um, not, a follower of Yahweh. She, you know, is definitely of the house of Israel because later on in the text, she makes very clear um, that the is this because of the Lord's mm-hmm. uh, pronouncement in verse 20 of her sin, right? And yet the Lord is saying to her, like, listen, I am still here and I am your source of provision. So She's desperate in circumstance. She's marginalized. She's discouraged. She's hopeless. She's questioning. And yet she still articulates what she has as if she's making it very plain. Mm -hmm. Like, listen, we're actually about Mm -hmm. to die. I have no clue Mm -hmm. how you're going to get what you need. Mm -hmm. But what I know is that what I do have, I'm using so that I can actually um, uh, die. And so she's unsure of how God will show up and meet her needs. She's unsure of what God is doing um, in her life and in the midst of these circumstances. And yet, Elijah responds. Yeah. Right? Talk yeah. about that, Leah. Well, I mean, his response is an affirmation um, that God is present with her, right? Mm-hmm. He encourages her um, to not give up on her yeah. faith. He Verse says, 13. Don't be afraid. Yeah. Go and do as you have said. Right. So he's like, you know, this, the concerns of your heart are very real. Mm-hmm. I get it. Right. Like you about to cook this and then die. Yeah. Like, and I don't know if that's like dramatic speak for her. If she's literally like, this is all I got. I'm about to die. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, but either way, Elijah speaks to her. He speaks um, an encouragement to her faith that God mm-hmm. is going to preserve her and her son's life. Mm-hmm. And um, really she is probably feeling afraid. Um, mm-hmm. And yet Elijah's words to her are reassurance of God's care. Mm-hmm. And then we see in the second half of this narrative that the Lord uses the circumstances for the widow and Elijah to see God's glory on display. And so in the first half of the narrative, Elijah is coming to her mm-hmm. and speaking an encouragement to her faith. And mm-hmm. in the second half, they are both in a position mm-hmm. of really needing to see God's glory show up in their circumstances. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, overall, I think that this Shiro is, um, she's showing up in these moments of desperation in her life. Mm-hmm. And yet she's holding on, right? Mm-hmm. She never withholds. Mm-hmm. She sacrificially obeys, mm-hmm. bringing what she has and essentially ultimately aligning her actions with God's will. Mm-hmm. So, and we're going to talk about that later of just like what that, to me, that's the highlight as far as her response mm-hmm. is this sacrificial obedience saying that I'm just going to align what I do and what I have with God's will, mm-hmm. um, even mm-hmm. in the midst of holding this fear and this uncertainty yeah. in one hand, yeah. holding sacrificial obedience in the other. Hey, ladies. 
Have you heard of the Urban Woman Club yet? The Urban Woman Club is an online giving club through the Urban Christian Woman designed to plan for the long-term reach of more urban women, restoring them with God's truth for everyday life. This community aligns with our needs. And while we're grateful for annual donations, we invite you to consider becoming a monthly committed partner at one of the levels and embark with us on a lasting journey. Your monthly support starting even at a base level of $7 can consistently transform lives. Plus, by becoming a monthly partner, you're not just supporting a cause by seeking restoration in urban women's lives. You're joining a community that gives back to you and to other women in urban contexts. Our monthly partners will enjoy exclusive perks, including a free monthly downloadable phone background. And you can elevate your tech with a touch of encouragement specially crafted just for you. You can go to theurbanchristianwoman.com, click on monthly giving, and find more about the Urban Woman Club. When we think about like how God uses her life to mm-hmm. his grand narrative, that's how we're thinking about these sheroes. Yeah. Uh, I think one of the biggest things that stands out is that um, she uses what she has for like for obedience and ultimately to display God's glory. Mm-hmm. And so I think that we can know that God will use mm-hmm. whatever we have, right? Mm-hmm. To display his glory. Mm-hmm. He uses her hardship. Yeah. He uses her weakness. Yeah. And he shows up in his provision to show his glory, mm-hmm. to show his glory. Yeah. And I think that's the key takeaway as yeah. we continue to process this uh, Shiro's life is that if you don't get anything, what's the big picture of this text that God can use whatever you have to display his glory. God can use your hardships. God can use your weaknesses. God can use the provision that he has given you to display his glory. And we see this so beautifully played out in the Mm -hmm. text, right? Because uh, with the widow, we see God's glory being displayed as he is provider and sustainer right. through this time of hardship and judgment and famine, right? That God is using someone weak to display his glory and to show his provision as provider That's right. and sustainer. That's right. And and so and can I say like not only can he can, right? Won't he will? Won't no. he will? <laughs> Won't he always will? Mm-hmm. You, if we know God's heart, his character is consistent. He actually, he uses the weak things, right? Yes. He uses the weak ones. Yes. He goes to the margin to yes. find yes. individuals who whose hearts are willing to be fully surrendered yes. and obedient to him. Yes. So you see that in her life. Mm-hmm. And you also see that she's she's aligned mm-hmm. with Elijah, mm-hmm. who's on the lamb. Yeah. Like, he's on the lamb. Let's yeah. be honest. Yeah. And, and he comes to someone who nobody else is coming to. Yes. And this is why I want to focus on her. Nobody's looking for her. Nobody is looking She's for looking for her. Yeah. She's looking to die. She's looking to die. Nobody is looking for her. And yet, this is what God does. He leaves the 99 That's to right. go after the one. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. That is that is his very 
character and his very nature that that is what he does. And I have mm. to say this because Eli Elijah is a prophet, but what what were the prophets there for? They were there as the mouthpiece, the vocal yeah. piece of to to be a witness of God, of Yahweh. They were the the presence mm -hmm. to be on display of God's very uh, truth, his very words. Right. And so here is Elijah, and Eli I love what he says in verse 14, for this is what the Lord God of Israel says. He said, listen, I I'm not, even though I told, you know, I I'm a prophet, I'm telling you, don't be afraid, go and as you have said, but to proclamate provision and sustenance mm -hmm. is not his words. It's not Elijah's words. Elijah's words are finite, but God's words are infinite. And he says, for this is what the Lord God of Israel says. Mm -hmm. The flour jar will not become empty and the oil jug will not run dry until the day the Lord sends rain on the surface of the land. Yeah. And this is what I want to say, because... Yeah. You know, if you have time, read First Kings. But what Elijah does, and as he is this pronouncement of, of uh, God's truth going forward into the people of Israel and judgment, right? Elijah does not speak anything that is not a word from the Lord. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Do you understand what I'm saying? And so when when it says, this is what the Lord your God says. He's saying, you can take this to the bank. Right, right. God's word, because God is sure. He is sure. And, and, and I'm saying that because as he is provider and sustainer, he's not saying this as something that he's just saying nonchalantly. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. He's saying, no, I'm telling you, because I have been sent here, yeah. the word of the Lord is sure. Yeah, yeah. And I think that the fact that the word of the Lord in, in the midst of a famine, right? Mm -hmm. the, and, and I think there's like spiritual levels to it, right? Yes. There's, there's no rain on the land. Yes. And rain, right, is always a symbol of the spirit, right? Yes. So yes. this is also a spiritual drought because yes. they have been, you know, wilding out in idolatry. That's right. Where does the word of the Lord come? Where mm -hmm. is there not a spiritual drought? Mm -hmm. Right into the household of this widow. <laughs> So if you think about, like, to me, I'm like, mm. she's a shero because the Lord comes and speaks to her. He he yes. nourishes her with the rain of his word yes. in the middle of a famine, girl. Honey. Girl. Honey. So I, I'm just like, this, we're going we're gonna to keep going. We got to keep going. But I think the way that um, she remains steadfast and obedient, even in uncertainty, mm -hmm. is not only a testimony to how God has shown up and when he shows up, he actually does transform how we respond. Yeah. His way is his glory. He does not withdraw mm -hmm. his provision and presence. No, he does not. Just because she's uncertain. Yes. And sisters, he does not withdraw his provision and presence to us. Yes. Even when we are uncertain. Yes. Even when we are uncertain. Yes. Yes. Right? She keeps this posture of vulnerable openness, humility for her daily provision. She keeps a dependence on mm -hmm. God mm -hmm. and she's willing to live in the tension of the question, is God good enough to provide for me today? Mm -hmm. And and how 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 amazing is it 
that God, Yahweh could have literally filled the whole jug. Yeah. He could have filled the whole, because there is a scenario where he doesn't yeah. do it. Yeah. Talk okay? about it. Talk about it. He could, he could have literally done that, but he said, I am in the midst of a famine. I am showing you that I am the source of your provision. I am the one who is going to sustain you. Yeah. Even when the culture is experiencing famine. That's right. Even when there is judgment taking place all around you, I am the source. Mm -hmm. I am the source of everything. Yeah. That you that you have and that you need. Yes. Yeah. And we saw we we were in the notes just talking about and I really want to highlight this. Mm -hmm. Um she's looking to him as the source for her bread yes. today. Mm -hmm. Right? Like her literal bread. Give us this day our daily bread. Yeah. Okay. Elijah's like provide the bread, mm -hmm. right? And for her future, yes. her son, right? Yes. The son is her provision for the future. Yes. The bread is her provision for today. Yes. She's looking for God to be her source for her today and, and for, for her, her future. future. Come on now. Come on now. So how do we see the presence and the promise of Christ shown through this Shiro? Because the Bible is one story. We yeah. can see Christ mm -hmm. throughout scripture, Yeah. right? How do we see the presence and promise of Christ shown through this Shiro? Mm -hmm. Listen, we have a savior who chose hardship yeah. with perfect faith and obedience. Yeah. Wait a minute. Come on. Because... We don't choose hardship. We don't choose. Of our hardship finds us. Yes, yes. But you're saying that Jesus, our Savior, chose hardship mm -hmm. of his own obedience mm -hmm. and walked it out with perfect faith, perfect obedience, mm -hmm. so that it could be counted for us. That's right. If that ain't Jesus in the scriptures, I don't know what is. Listen, okay? Do you, do you hear me? Do you hear me? So knowing that Jesus chose hardship, mm -hmm. that he chose mm -hmm. faith and obedience to submit to submit himself right. to the Father's will, yeah. okay? And come in human form to go to the cross, right. to the cross, to live the perfect life that we could not live and be the provision mm -hmm. for our sin, for our judgment, yeah. okay? Come on. And then obey fully to the point where he is resurrected and is, is, has all power and is seated at the right hand. He's in the story. He's in the story. I love even these little echoes of even what Jesus will do in the future as yeah. Elijah uh, lays himself. He takes the boy into the upper room. He lays himself on top of him and stretches out his arms over his body. I mean, is this not our risen Christ in the text in verse 21? Then he stretched himself out over the boy three times. Come on now. Okay, three times. Three times. Now. How long was he in the grave? On the third day. On the third day. And he cried aloud Amen. to the Lord mm -hmm. and said, the Lord, my God, please let this boy's life come into him again. And look what happens. Life happens. Yeah. And he lived. And he was, and he was resurrected. Okay. So we see Jesus in the story all throughout this text. 
Ladies, if you're enjoying the ministry and content of The Urban Christian Woman, would you take a minute to write a review and give us a rating on iTunes? Our goal is to get truth into the hands of urban women. You can help us by leaving even a one sentence review and some stars. This simple act will help increase our visibility for more women to find this podcast and resources to help equip them in their everyday lives. So girl, what you waiting for? Just go ahead and do it right now. And if you haven't yet, join our community on social media. You can find us on Instagram at The Urban Christian Woman, Facebook, The Urban Christian Woman, and on our website, which is theurbanchristianwoman.com. How then should we live? What can we embody from this story today? As we look at this Shiro, yeah. we talk a lot about a promise and a practice mm-hmm. for application. Leah, what is the promise that, that we can hold yeah. today from this story? I mean, the, I think for the widow of Zarephath, we receive the promise that the Lord is also our provision and sustainer. Even when we don't mm. feel full of faith Come or on. even when we don't feel like confident faith, mm-hmm. right? That actually, the way that God is so faithful, mm. right? Yeah. Even is, when we bump in, we bump up against Hardship. hardship. That's why yeah. James said, count it all joy when you encounter various trials, yeah. knowing that the testing of your faith is producing endurance yeah. and endurance will have its perfect uh, working you that you will be mm-hmm. perfect and complete, lacking nothing. Even when we don't feel that, that hardship is yeah. coming in there. The, provi- the provider and the sustainer is carrying us. Right. And he is with us. Yeah. That withness. Yeah. Is what I hear from you. Yeah. You know, he's with us. He's always with us. Um, and he he has promised a provision and a sustenance mm. to his children. Mm. That is not um, it's not, he's not waiting for us mm-hmm. to demonstrate yeah. a bold, courageous faith. Like yeah. I think that that's almost a form of I don't, I'm not trying to call people out. That's that's a form of prosperity gospel in a sense. Yeah. And you're like, there's a sense of I have to perform or I have to demonstrate mm-hmm. faith mm-hmm. in order to receive anything from God, in order to receive yeah. these blessings or whatever mm. from God. That that's completely backwards yeah. of the gospel. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's completely backwards yeah. of the gospel. He meets us. Yeah. Right. Yes. And out of that, we are called to respond. Mm-hmm. And our response can be shaky. Mm-hmm. We can walk in mm-hmm. obedience on shaky legs. Yeah, yeah. God is always initiating. Absolutely. He is always initiating whatever is taking place in our lives. And for us as urban women, I think one of the greatest challenges in the culture that we live today mm-hmm. is you hear the language of like, girl, go make it happen. Girl, you can do this. Right. And w- what, what the narrative of scripture is telling us is God is initiating anything that comes your way. God is initiating it. This narrative affirms that, that the word of the Lord came to uh, Elijah. Uh, God spoke to the widow that said that you're going to feed a a prophet. Someone's going to come your way. And so God is initiating Mm -hmm. the work that he is doing in our lives. Mm -hmm. And for us to 
think Mm -hmm. that we are the ones that are in control, that we are the ones making it happen, Mm -hmm. that we're pulling ourselves up by our bootstrap. That is exactly the language of the deceiver in Genesis chapter three. The deceiver comes in that very way to make you think, don't you, don't you know, if you pull that, don't you want to be wise? Mm -hmm. He knows this. He knows that if you pull from that truth, if you pull from that tree, that you would be like him. Mm -hmm. And so it's this deceit that makes us think that we can pull ourselves up. And this is what makes hardship so sweet. Yeah. Talk about it. Because I think in our culture, we want to orchestrate our lives mm-hmm. towards comfort. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, a, I'm a little bit on a tangent because I've been through some things. That's what I'm trying to tell y'all. But my testimony, a huge part of testimony in my life is that without the hardships of uh, this life, without the hardships and the test and the trials yeah. that the Lord has brought to me in my life, that the Lord has brought to my husband and I, that the Lord has brought to me and my children and in my community, I would not have been able to see the glory of God on display if I had not entered into the hardship that he was inviting me into. Mm-hmm. And so and it, he's inviting us into the these moments of hardship, whether it's with your children, whether it's with trusting the Lord for the provision of finances, whether it's the provision of circumstances happening in your local church, whether it's the provision um, of, of relationships that are fractured, he's inviting us into the hardship to trust him and live sacrificially obedient to say, whatever I have is yours. And Lord, use it for your glory. Mm-hmm. It's an invitation. Mm-hmm. He's saying, are you going to push towards your comforts and pursue control? Or are you going to relinquish control and enter into the hardship so that my glory can be displayed? Everything not exists. just in your life, right. but for the witnesses around us to say, look at what the Lord has done. Come on. Come on. I'm done. Listen, my job, saints. Pass the plate. Nothing left to say. It is a it's a it's a challenge. You are welcome here. Listen, it is a it's a challenge, but that is the sweet spot. That's exactly where the Lord has this widow, and that's exactly where He wants us to in, mm. he wants to invite us to be, to stay, and to respond. Yes. And so in, when we think about what is our response, mm-hmm. when God invites us into hardship, what is that practice, What girl? is the, our response? Our response is the practice of obedience. Mm. Obedience is acting in accordance with God's word mm. through the Holy Spirit. It's essentially when we choose to align our will mm. with God's will, mm. right? Mm-hmm. Obedience is when we see that there's not enough and God says, I am enough. And mm-hmm. we say yes, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And so when we think about for, for us as women, for you as listeners, our, our response can be the simple question of, am I aligned with God's will? Mm. Or, is it, or am I only aligning with my own will? Mm. And and when we're not aligned with God's will, if we if we feel like we're we're in this rub, right, this mm-hmm. tension or this mm-hmm. resistance, mm-hmm. maybe we feel like we're in a famine. We feel like it's okay. Mm. We can go back and retrace and say, where have I not aligned with God's will? Oof. 
Is there something that God is asking me to do that I have not yet done? Mm. What is what is maybe one action where I misstepped or misaligned myself mm-hmm. and maybe it was out of fear? Mm-hmm. An action, a belief, a heart posture. It's not massive. It's usually just the next thing. It's just the one thing. It's just the one thing. You know, it's just it's just going back, retracing and saying, that's well, it. Where, where was that one moment where yeah. God spoke and he asked me to respond and I yes. did not respond yes. in obedience? Yes, yes. And maybe you find yourself in a space like the widow where you feel yeah. like you're not it, it, when you F-E-E-L don't feel field, F-I-L-L, mm-hmm. with faith. And so you feel distant from the Lord. Mm-hmm. Because when when you don't F-E-E-L, mm-hmm. you can feel that distance. Mm-hmm. And yet, it, it is an opportunity to search your heart with a question. Yeah, it's, it's an invitation to say, God, what is it that you're asking me to do? Lord, search my heart, Mm -hmm. see if there be any unclean way in me, and lead me in your way Mm -hmm. that is everlasting. Sometimes it's something that you're called to do and obey. Or sometimes, just like Leah said, you need to go back and align yourself with his will. And sometimes it's just being still and knowing that he Mm -hmm. is God. Mm -hmm. Which is a belief, right? It is a belief. Yes, it's a belief. He is God. I'm I am his. Yes. And and we can easily believe lies mm-hmm. instead of that truth. And so retracing it and finding yeah. that place and realigning ourselves to to God's will, to God's truth, mm-hmm. to mm-hmm. God's uh commission of, of yes. next steps or whatever Say it that. is. Say that. Those are the places. So that's that's really what we want to call us all to. Yeah. And, and and cling to this better narrative. Yes. Cling to this better narrative. So for us as women today, how do we cling to these better narratives in this area of our life when circumstances and hardship yeah. come our way? Circumstances and hardships, seasons of hardship, when we find ourselves there in these moments. Mm-hmm. May we not go to blame or shame or apathy, mm-hmm. checking out, May we not go to uh, seeking to satisfy ourselves with the things of this world, mm-hmm. but we can reconcile that there is a third category. Right. What right. is this category? Right. What is right. this category, yeah. Linda? I mean, we've, we've talk- been talking about we've it. We've been talking about it this whole time. God is using everything for his glory. He uses hardship for his glory. He uses famine for his yes. glory in this narrative. He uses death. Ooh, for his glory? Honey. Listen, if God can use death for his glory. Honey. God, honey. Is there anything he cannot honey. use? Yes. Because death has no power. God mm. uses even... Look, girl, I'm about to fall down on the floor. Because it, just like you said, Christ in this narrative, mm. God uses the death of this widow's yes. son for his yes. glory. Yes. God uses the death of his own son, son. for his glory. Yes. Draws yes. He's like, it, it, it has no power because I am the source of all things. He uses, Ooh, I heard this to this display week himself. From mm. my, my pastor this week. He said, um, God uses the things he hates. Mm to show us how much he loves us, Mm. right? He hates death. Mm. 
Ooh, he hates Thank you, Lord. That's a word. hardship. But if he can use the things that he hates yes. to show his glory and yes. how much he loves us, yes. nothing is impossible for him. And nothing. we can find our rest in yes. him. Yes. And so when we know that we're maybe in places where the circumstances are one big fat question mark, right? Yeah. And Elijah mm-hmm. is crying out questions to God in this passage. Yeah. He says, he says in that text, right towards uh the end, he says, uh, in verse 20, he says, then he cried out to the Lord and said, Lord, my God, have you also brought tragedy on the widow I am staying with by killing her son? Lord, is this your will? Girl, by the end of the narrative, they're both asking questions. She's like, did you come here to kill my son? And he's like, Lord, is this really your will? Like the questions abound, Mm. but God says, all of it is going to work towards my glory, Mm -hmm. right? Everything is disposed to him for his glory. Mm. The circumstances that we don't Ooh, understand hallelujah. are disposed to him for hallelujah. his glory. Thank and you, so Lord. We're in those circumstances, guess what we get to do? We get to search for his glory. Mm. We get to search for his glory. And if you can't find his glory, let me give you a hint. It's always, always in his word. Mm-hmm. It's always in his word. And so Come when on. we don't have the answer in our circumstances, when we know that God's glory is somewhere where trace we can Trace his hand in the it, word. We can trace his hand in the word and find mm. how he has promised to work everything for his glory. Mm. So I, I, let this, me pray. I, point, I feel like we need to pray. The Holy Spirit has spoken. Father, we look to you and thank we you, thank Lord. you. We That's thank right. you, thank you Lord. because you are the God who seeks to display your glory in our hardship. We thank you for the widow of Zarephath who points us towards your presence, mm-hmm. who points us towards the one who provides, who sustains. Your name is Jehovah Jireh, the Lord who provides. Mm-hmm. And so, Father, we thank you because your very name mm-hmm. is sure. Your very name uh, reflects your very nature Mm -hmm. and what you have done and how we can trace your hand, even in your word, through the life of this sister. And so we thank you for her. We thank you for the women um, who have listened today, who are encountering circumstances and hardship and suffering, Lord. And Father, we thank you because you are inviting us to trace your hand through your word, to walk in obedience Mm -hmm. and trust you even when we don't feel filled with faith. Mm -hmm. Father, I pray in the name of Jesus that as we walk with you, God, that we would rest our heart, our mind, our souls, our very being, and that when we feel like there is not enough, Mm -hmm. that we would say you are enough. You are the source of our strength. You are the strength of our lives. And so, Father, we lift our hands and surrender to you and lean into you as our provision. We lean into you as your glory will be displayed in our lives. Set our hearts towards reflecting what is true and good from the narrative of this text in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Have a blessed day, ladies. 